What's up, guys? I'm Lou Bosch. We're talking about sports, acting, creative careers, and all the topics you want in my dorm room. Let's have some fun discussing and spread light where there's darkness and fear. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Lou Dog MF's podcast. Um, thanks for listening. Hope you're doing well today. Hope all my five listeners are doing well today. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, this episode will be discussing acting and character work. So I'm excited for you guys to be listening today, and I'm excited to be doing this today. There's a lot of analysis on everyday life for a character, you know, how he walks, how he breathes, how he laughs. Then there's another tier where what's his family life like? How old is he? What is his or her dislikes? So one of the things I was taught about character work was to first go through the script, read through the whole thing. You always want to read the the whole script. You always want to read the character descriptions, obviously, to know what your character's about, to know what the playwright was thinking. It wouldn't hurt to also ask the director what he thought of the character. Then you want to look for what people say about you. So what they say about you in front of you and what they say to you. Then you want to look for what you say about yourself and what people say about you when you're not around. Because obviously that's when the truth comes out. Because when you're not around, people are telling the truth about you. People are telling you what they, how they view you. And that's when the truth comes out. You also want to understand what your character wants, what his objectives are throughout the play. So objectives are something that the character needs to get from another character, and it'll give your character something. Because if it was a want, that's not as strong. A need is much stronger than a want for a character. So for example, um, my character want, needs love, and that will give me a sense of peace. Or I need forgiveness, and that'll give me relief. Something like that. You need strong choices for words to make the objective hot and steamy so that it's not dull and you have nowhere to go with it. Because you always want something that'll give you excitement to play with. You don't want something dull that you can't go anywhere with and people won't be excited to watch it. Um, so that's objective. Back to character work. You also want to figure out the little details in your character's life, like the family tree and family life. What's it like? Do you have good relationships with them? Because ultimately, this stuff changes how your character would act in different situations. You want to know who, who his friends are and where he works, and if your character is single or married or dating or if they're not interested in people at all. So you want to figure all that stuff out. I read a story once online. Um, a young actor once asked Harold Pinter, a famous British playwright, for the backstory of his character. And the guy's reply was, mind your own fucking business. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But 
some people don't some playwrights or directors don't like the research that goes along to characters they just want the the instinct they want you as the actor to rely on instinct rather than research which i don't really agree with i think that you can still do the research and then when you come ready and available and alert like you're supposed to do as an actor onto the set or onto the rehearsal that you can rely on your instincts while also having the research done, which I think works a lot better. I'll tell you about my process. So what I normally do in class is I watch people. Um, I'm a people watcher and observer, and I know there's a lot of you out there that like to do the same. You know, you go somewhere, you watch people, you watch what they do, you watch how they live everyday life. So you want to watch how they do everyday everyday things because sometimes I often I often overthink things and and that all an actor really has to be is truthful and that's what's that's what's interesting because that's what people want to watch they want to they want to relate to you they want the truth from the actor so I go somewhere down to the river or into the city of Savannah, city market where there's a ton of people. Or back in Pennsylvania, I'd go to the mall to just to just watch people walk around, how they look at their phones, how they talk on the phone. Because, you know, when you're in an audition and you're you're having a phone conversation, you're not just standing still talking on the phone. People pace when they talk on the phone. People play with their hair, people play with their fingers, you know, people twiddle their thumbs, you know, they do all sorts of things. And that's the kind of things that I watch for. I watch behaviors and body language is a big thing too. And you really just want to watch how they go about everyday life. Then I do my character research. I do all the things I talked about previously. I research their family, their friends, who they're dating, who they're married to, how they act, what kind of job they have, if they want a better job, if they want a promotion, all that kind of stuff. And then I find my play objectives and I find my scene objectives. So the difference between those, the play objective and the scene objective, is one is driving you through the whole play and what your character is always needing or thinking about, but the scene objective only drives you through that particular scene. So what I was talking about with objectives, like I need love. So if you need, if that's what your character needs throughout the whole play, that's what you're always thinking about. That's like your inner monologue. Your inner monologue is what's getting you through the play and what you're always thinking about. And that's the play objective. And then the scene objective is something else. Like I need justice. And that'll give me peace or something like that, something strong and hot. And that'll that's what really will help an actor out. So I really tried to get into my character's shoes. There's a lot of different techniques that actors use for doing this. Uh, one, of the, one of the main things we like to use is sensory. So we try to feel what the character would feel with touch, smell, sight, hear, or taste. I heard about one today from a girl in my class. Whenever she gets a character, she buys a perfume, whether it be cheap or expensive, 
depending on the character. It could be from Walmart, or it could be from Bed Bath & Beyond, or whatever. And then when she wears that perfume, she uses that to get into character. And then when she takes a shower, the perfume comes off, and the character comes off, and she becomes herself again. Because, I mean, we as actors, we dive in deep into our emotions and our body, and our body is our instrument. So we use everything inside of it. We use everything on the outside of it, our physical, our emotional, our psychological. We use all of it. I also heard another good one. An acting teacher uses an imaginary coat rack and clothes that she uses so she can come back to herself, which is super interesting to me. So she puts on all this imaginary clothing to get herself into character. And then when she's done filming or the play or the rehearsal, she will actually mimic taking off the imaginary clothes to signify she's done with that character for now and she's going to leave it at the door. And that emotions that, and the emotions that come with it, she wants to be herself. She's done with that character, which is crazy to me. That's, that's awesome. That was an awesome story for me to hear. I was like, wow, she actually mimics taking off a jacket or and the shirt. And that's, that's really cool to hear. But what I like to do is I like to go out and buy a pair of shoes that they would wear frequently and literally imagine life walking in their shoes. And when I take off the shoes, when I come back to my dorm or wherever I am, I'm done with that character. And that's that's just what helps me because then I get to act like I'm walking around in their shoes for the day. I get to experience what they experience, imagine what they would experience, imagine how they would talk to people, imagine how they would dress, and things like that. To finish this up, what I'm going to always do is I'm going to ask a series of question to the person that I am interviewing, which the people that I interview, I will do on YouTube so that you can see them and you can see us talking, which I think would be more fun. But since I'm doing this by myself today, I get questions from people wanting to know more about acting or questions for me about it. So I got a couple here from people out there. So one question that I got is, what is another profession you could see yourself doing if it wasn't for acting? Hmm. I definitely would be or try to be a head coach in the NBA or a basketball referee because I just love the game of basketball. And also I like refing and I like coaching. I wish I was coaching Kane's ninth grade team right now, but I can't be. So yeah, I wish I could do that because as a ref, I like getting yelled at and I like having people disagree with me. It gets me fired up. It gets me going. Um, But I think as a 14-year-old, I was umpiring a baseball game. And I I knew from then on I wanted to do refing as a side job or something because I was umpiring this game as a 14-year-old, and he wasn't agreeing with my calls. The coach on the opposite team wasn't agreeing with my calls. And so I gave him I gave him a warning. I was like, listen, you can't 
you can't talk to me anymore. I'm the umpire. And so since he started arguing with me, I made a really bad call. Like the ball was so high. It was, it was not a strike, but I called it a strike three and he, he lost it. He lost it, man. So when he lost it, I threw all my gear down on the ground and he, I said, we're not playing until you leave. And he would not leave for like two minutes, I would say. And I was a 14 year old. I had some tears in my eyes. I wasn't crying, but like, I was like so nervous. I was like shaken. So, and then the team that my dad was coaching, one of his assistant coaches came over and said, listen, he's the umpire. You got to get out of here. And so then he left. But yeah, ever since then, I've just been good at refing and umpiring. Um, what's it like on a set is another question that I got. Well, it depends on every set, really. Um, I was just on, I was just a background extra for NBC's Council of Dads, which was really cool. But if you're doing that, it's not really useful for you as an actor. I mean, you're just walking in the background there and you can't really put that on an IMDb because you really only want to put your speaking roles, even if you just have one line in your IMDb. So that's, that's the only reason I didn't want to put that on my IMDb, but on different sets, like SCAD student sets, sometimes it can be unprofessional. Sometimes it can be professional. It really varies and sometimes you can have fun, sometimes you can't. It really varies from the sets that you're on, depending on the directors, depending on the cinematographers. really depends on who you're with. Uh, another question, what got me into acting? Well, as you know, Rob Productions is what got me into acting. We had to make a film for our sophomore year of film and electronic media, I believe it was. And we did Stuck in the Middle, as you know, and... We just had a lot of fun doing it, and I had a lot of fun. I wanted to do something with film, but I wasn't sure. And so junior year, we did more round production stuff, and then senior year, I finally I finally did the fall play, and I won Best Supporting Actor in the fall play for my first time doing it. And I think that's what really got me into acting, and that's what solidified me that I could be an actor that I could really make it in this life as an actor. So that's what got me into acting. What is advice you would give yourself five years ago or advice for any 16 to 18 year old trying to pursue this? Man, that's a tough question. I'm just seeing these for the first time too. So I would say follow your joy. That's what I would say. I mean, you can't you can't um, you can't go through this life without following your joy and following your heart. You just won't be in it all the way if you're not doing what you love. And you're not you're not going to be happy in the end if you're not doing what you love. I mean, if you give up something you love for someone you love, I mean, if you're happy doing that, that's that's cool for you, but you always want to pursue what you love, and that's what I think you should do, and you should keep going, and 
keep motivating yourself. And I mean, Kobe Bryant just passed away um, yesterday. And so if you're looking for any motivator, he's the one to go to because Mamba mentality forever. You know what I mean? But yeah, just keep pursuing what you love because that's what you got to do. How do you manage nerves before shooting something? Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, how do I manage them? Well, you know, as an actor, you're not really supposed to prevent nerves. You're supposed to you're supposed to have them like any human being. Like you're a human, you're going to be nervous about things. You're human, but what you do is you take that nervous energy and you put it into your character and you use things on instincts to come up with something different for the scene or for the rehearsal or for whatever you're doing. And that's how you really manage nerves. I mean, you just use it in your scene. You use it for your character. That's how it's done. So that's my character work episode for you guys. Um, if you guys have any questions, let me know. Thank you for coming out to listen to my whole five listeners. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can also go check out my YouTube channel at MF. I'm going to be posting more on there. But I hope you all have a great day and make it a good one. It's up to you, so make sure you make it happen. But thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And we out.